0: That familiar theme song, we're reminded, it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day to gather by the radio and to study from God's precious Word. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning in our Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter number 5, and we're looking again at verse number 18, 18. Where the Word of God said, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. For the last several weeks, we've been studying on the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We spent several broadcasts looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. And in that study, we studied in three areas. Number one, we looked at his proper recognition. Who is the Spirit of God, and what is the Spirit of God? And I said to you that the Holy Spirit is not a figment of someone's imagination. He is not a figure of speech. He's not some fantasy that some fanatic dreamed up. I said he is not a substitute for God. He's not a second-class God, and he is not a servant of God. What is the Holy Spirit? He is not an it. He is a person who is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He is nothing less than God the Father or God the Son. The three personalities of the Godhead are co-equal, they are co-existent, and they are co-eternal. And so we looked at the proper recognition of, of the Spirit of God. Then we looked at the personal relationship, which every believer can have and should have with the Holy Spirit. And I said to you, as a person, the Holy Spirit has emotions, he has feelings. And we looked at seven don'ts from the Word of God in our relationship to the Holy Spirit if we want to have the proper personal relationship that we should have. I said to you, first of all, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We found that in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 30. Then in First Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 19, the Bible said quench not the Spirit. And then the third one we looked at was in Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 29 where the word of God spoke of those who did despite to the Spirit of grace, So I said to you, number three, do not despite the Holy Spirit. Then number four, we looked in the book of the Revelation, chapter number two and chapter number three, and seven times in those two chapters, the word of God said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So we determined in that personal word of God that if we're going to have a personal relationship with the Spirit of God, we must not ignore the Holy Spirit. Then we turned to the book of Acts chapter number 5. And I said to you, don't lie to the Spirit of God. And we dealt with the scripture there of Ananias and Sapphira. And then we looked at our own personal life and discovered that if we promised the Lord we will, and we do not do what we promised, we lie to the Holy Spirit. And on the other side, if the Holy Ghost convicts us of something and we tell the Lord we're going to stop doing that, yet we go on and repeat that same offense, then that is lying to the Holy Spirit. Then number six I pointed out to you, don't blaspheme the Spirit of God. That simply means to speak reproachful, of the working of the Holy Spirit or to render to the devil that which is really the working of the Holy Spirit. And then number seven, I pointed out to you, don't resist the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter seven, verse number 51, Stephen said to that crowd, as they were stoning him, you're just like your fathers, you always resist the Holy Ghost, even as they did so, do you? So we found out to have that proper relationship. We must not grieve the Holy Spirit. We must not quench the Holy Spirit. We must not despite the Holy Spirit. We must not ignore the Holy Spirit. We must not lie to the Holy Spirit. We must not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And we must not resist the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we saw his proper recognition. And then we saw the personal relationship. And then I pointed out to you. His power is required. And I said to you that only the power of the Holy Spirit can convict of sin. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can convert the sinner. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can conduct the service. And only the power of the Holy Spirit can comfort the saints, and only the power of the Holy Spirit can conquer all Satan. We are hopeless and helpless if we operate in our own abilities, but in the ability of the power of the Spirit of God, then we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. So we looked at the person of the Holy Spirit, and it was not my plans to spend that much time reviewing his person. But you cannot study these truths too much. We must learn them and let them become the law of our life as we live the Christian life. But then we started looking at his ministry. And I said to you, the Holy Spirit was given a threefold ministry in the Word of God. Number one, he was given the ministry of overseeing the book. I'm speaking of the Word of God. And of course, he did this over a period of 1,600 years using approximately 40 different authors, and yet there is not one contradiction when he had finished that work. Then he was given the responsibility of overseeing a birth, and for 4,000 years, he protected the lineage and then produced the pregnancy And then protected that product. And when it was born, he presented to us a perfect baby called the Savior. And then we started looking at the ministry of the Holy Spirit in overseeing the bride. And in overseeing the bride, we're looking at three areas. We look, first of all, at the inviting ministry of the Spirit of God to the sinners. Then we looked at the indwelling ministry of the Spirit of God to the saints. And now we're looking at the infilling ministry of the Spirit of God for service. And I pointed out to you last week on the broadcast how that there are several things in regard to the Holy Spirit that happens to a person the moment they're saved By the grace of God. And of course, there's no way I could ever exhaust all of these and expound all of the truths in the word of God on these. But I gave you four or five simple truths that happens to a person the moment they are saved by the grace of God And, of course, the Bible, the Word of God, is our only authority for developing these conclusions. But we studied in the Word of God how at the moment of conversion, the Spirit of God indwells that new convert and abides in him forever. I know there are those who talk about seeking the Holy Ghost. And I say it again, he's not lost. He's never been lost. He sought us out while we were sinners and birthed us into the family of God. And the moment He saved us, He moved inside us, took up His residence, and is there living inside every believer this very moment. Then I put it out to you how the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of His. Can I ask you a question? Do you need anything any plainer than that? Does God have to write us a whole book on the subject? No, my friend. God said if you do not have the Holy Ghost dwelling inside you, then you are not one of God's children. So at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit moves inside that individual, takes up his abode and abides with him forever. Then I pointed out to you second, at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit baptizes them into the body of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 13, the Bible said, for by one spirit, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one. One Spirit. So at the moment of salvation, that new convert receives the indwelling or the gift of the Holy Spirit. He also is baptized by the Spirit of God into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then number three, at the moment of salvation, that new convert is sealed both with and by the Holy Spirit. The Bible said in Ephesians 1, 13, in whom you also trusted, after that you had heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And again in Ephesians 4, 30, the Bible said, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of Redemption. So at the moment of salvation, the person that is saved receives the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He is baptized by the Spirit of God into the body of Christ, and then he is sealed with and by the Holy Spirit. Notice a fourth thing in the book of Second Corinthians chapter number one, verse number 22 we learn, that at the moment of conversion, the Holy Spirit also is given to the believer as the earnest of the purchase that God makes of him. Notice, if you will, the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse 22, who have also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit into our hearts. And again, the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Verse number five, now he that had wrought for us the same thing is God who hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. And my friend, the earnest is simply that down payment money that assures our redemption will be finished. He who hath begun a good thing in us will perform it. Unto the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So at the moment a person is saved, they receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptizing them into the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit seals them, and they are given the earnest of the Holy Spirit the moment they are saved by the marvelous grace of God. Now tomorrow the Lord willing we're going to look at experiences that happen after we're saved. Father take the word use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus name Amen and Amen Behold the fields are white. It's all Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Risaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time. 179 Promised Land Drive Resaca, Georgia 30735 and be sure to join us each weekday Monday through Friday at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Oh.